Happy Monday. It is February the 3rd. It is 117. And um, I don't remember what I talked about on here yesterday. I don't know if I let y'all know that I had stayed home because I was going to try to clean. Well, bitch, I didn't do shit. I had like, I don't know if it was because I got too high, but I was kind of like felt a lot of anxiety. So um, I sat with um, a guided meditation for, um, I think it was Kundalini. Yeah, I think that's what I... Um, and I just put it on and I kind of, I don't know if I fell asleep. Sometimes I feel like, I don't know if I'm asleep or if I'm in deep meditation because it feels different. Um, and I don't think I've ever talked about that on here because I have, I still, um, feel crazy when I talk about it. Like, even though I'm actually feeling these things and these things are actually happening, um, and I feel like they're so real. There's a part of me that like still thinks I sound crazy. And um, it feels kind of crazy because I swear I feel like there's two different people inside me. And I know that sounds crazy to me because then, bitch, I start thinking, um, bitch, you have like, what is it called? Multiple personality disorder. But it's like. It's like I know that I'm me. Like, I don't feel like I have, like, in the sense, like, oh, there's another Erica and we're not, like, in that crazy sense. But in a sense that there's a part of me that believes all this stuff to, like, in my core, I see it. I see the signs. I see spirit speak to me. I know there's, like, a part of me that there's just this all-knowing that I know that it's real. But there's still a part of me that is like, bitch, you're crazy. And that's where I'm so conflicted because then that part of me that questions it, you know, like negative, like, I guess that's how it like it is in the world, right? Like negative is always stronger than positive. And that's sad that we live in this world where that is the truth. Um, like people for, prefer, like we're such skeptics, right? We're and without even realizing that how negative that is like to believe like to not believe in anything and i know that was a part of who i was for a long time like she was like the negative erica the erica that doesn't believe in in the power of the universe and and magic and and all these things that I have been shown miracles um that still didn't believe it and that still doesn't even though I've been shown but anyways so um that's not what I got on here about what was the point of me getting on here I always uh fall off like subject but anyways um so anyways, I, um, I don't know why or what, what I saw, um, on, I don't know if I saw it on Instagram or I don't know what 
made me, I know that there was probably something that I saw that made me look this, um, her podcast up and it's called, um, what is it called? It's a Sahara Rose. Um, what is it called? Um, highest self podcast. And I don't know why, I don't know what made me look that up, but then I saw that there was embodying your inner witch. And so they were talking about, um, witches and like the history and all that. And I was listening to it because I've been like, I, I don't like, and I even have a hard time like right now, like saying I'm a witch. And, and the thing is, is I think as women, we're all, we all are powerful and we all are knowing and we all are like, we're magical and not in this like bitch I can wave a wand and I'm gonna make all this um it's not that apparent it's just um I don't know how to explain it um but anyway so I was listening to this and then I looked up um I was like I did a google search and it's uh signs that you're a witch so I looked up uh this thing came up about the palms or whatever. And it said palm signs that you're a powerful witch. Five palm signs and powerful witches is what it it's called. Um, and oh my God, I started looking at them. And I have four of the five signs. And like, I get it. Like people think this is like nonsense or it's silly but the thing is, is if I feel these things, like if I'm honestly like, whether it was with the thing with Maritza or um, just having this knowing inside of me. Um, that I can help people and that I want to help people and that I want to be of service and then reading these signs or reading the this article and the signs and seeing that I have the four out of five. And so, um, one of the first ones that I was like, what the fuck? Um, was the, what is it called? The, the secret cross, um, also known as the mystic cross. Maybe one of the most powerful palm signs is the secret cross slash mystic cross. This is a cross or X-shaped sign, which is located between the heart life and the head life. See the picture. I was like, bitch, hold on. I looked at both my hands. I was like, yep, yep. Are you just making it up? Nope, nope, nope. You got it. Nope, you got it. And so it says people who have these palm signs are considered to know their magical powers since a very young age. I've met many ma mages and witches with the secret cross. When I spot it, I feel like I know this person from the astral world. We are all spiritually related. Moreover, they have a natural incline to the occult sciences and arcane wisdom. They have a strong intuition, making them powerful witches. Do you have it? Let us know. And uh, that one I wasn't. I didn't even read that. Like, I'm, now that one, like, sounds kind of like, eh. But, okay, so then um, they had the psychic cross. 
and I only had like if you have the crosses under uh, at the root of each finger and I only had it on my index finger and it says this is the finger of Jupiter therefore the psychic cross on this finger means that good luck of the Jupiter is by your side the magical opportunities will arise which are going to help you reach for success it also means that you have an can uncanny capacity for magical wisdom you can become very powerful as you have the ability to absorb powerful knowledge wise teachers are attracted by you later in your life you're destined to become a magical teacher and that spoke to me because i really have like been feeling like that and for a long time i wasn't willing to like admit that i felt that way because i felt like who was i to try to teach anyone anything if i'm so fucked up like I have fucked up so many times like that was the the main narrative in my head um that overpowered any other sense of self like especially recently like who am I and then I had to come back to who I was like who I always know myself to be and bitch you are intelligent you are smart and yes, you went through some shit. And yes, you made some bad choices. But you had to go through that to learn the lessons that you needed to learn to be able to teach people what not to do or advise them at least. Like, let them know that, that they're not alone in their in their circumstance and that it can get better. But had you not gone through those trials and tribulations, you couldn't show anybody shit. Just like had you not been the badass child that you were, you couldn't have become the mother that you were to these kids because you had to go through those things and you had to know what kind of parent you needed to be to your children. And that is such a gift. And the knowledge that I can have now to help others is such a gift. And I even now have a hard time admitting that. And when I read this, I was like, wow, maybe like, okay. So then the other one was, and this one had me like, well, maybe that's why I keep on questioning everything. Like, because I don't, I don't know. First of all, the things that happen are just small, nothing major, but still pretty fucking magical. But I'm still like, mm. and then I read this and it's called the psychic triangle and I didn't see it at first right and then I looked again and I was like oh hold up hold up and so it says a pyramid-like triangle-shaped sign on the ring finger Who is the psychic triangle. Look closer. This sign may not be that obvious. The palm signs might be pale and hard to notice. Have you found it? This means that for some reason you have intentionally or unintentionally blocked these powers. Sometimes we, our higher selves, to be exact, block our magical powers when we have committed magical crimes in our past lives or we used our magic for dark purposes. This is a defense mechanism so that we don't hurt ourselves more. Every time we cast a dark spell to hurt someone and or intervene to someone's free will, 
we create bad karma. This bad karma eventually comes back to us. See here all about karma. The psychic triangle, more like psychic prison, is where our magic is jailed. These palm signs may also mean that someone else has bound our powers. This may probably mean that we have created some enemies in our past lives. The key to unlock our power is love and acceptance of ourselves and others. We can easily become powerful witches once again when we forgive the others and ourselves. And I was like, wow, yo, like that spoke to me because that spoke to how I've been feeling. That spoke to like when I've had these moments of um, spirit talking to me and like, I don't know if anybody like... I talked about this a while back, like, I was in, like, I don't know, like, I had, uh, it was another anxiety attack, uh, or the, what I felt like was one, and in that, I put on some, I don't remember if it was, um, to, like, connect with my higher self, um, meditation, I put that on, and I was at the desk, and it was almost like I was daydreaming it, like, I was imagining it. And it was like all these people, all this white light. And there was all these people that were telling me, bitch, you're amazing. Like, uh, it was like, um, you made bad choices in other lives and you did bad things. Like, oh, because it said like the spirit was telling me that I was afraid and that my fear is keeping me from, um, doing and being all that I can and that I need to let go of that fear that I was holding on to that fear because in previous lives I had done and it was in in reference to money and they were like you did bad things uh you had money and you made bad choices or you did uh bad things to people or something like that and it said but you are not that person anymore and you learned from that and now when you receive abundance, you will use it to do good and to stop being afraid of that. Oh, I just like that just came back to me right now. And it just like hit me because, bitch, I'm still acting afraid. Like I still ain't doing the shit that I need to do to get where I want to go. Um, And so there's still that block there. And when I read that, I was like, bitch, that makes sense. That makes sense to everything else that I've received. Um. And that's what I feel comfortable calling it. Like, I didn't know what to call it before. Like, a voice in my head, um, intuit, like, it's spirit speaking to me. All these times when I've been made to think that I'm crazy for thinking a certain way or having a certain thought and somebody saying, you don't know what's in my head. You don't know what I feel or whether it's Andrew or, or just people. And it's like, but I felt those things so strongly and now I know that it wasn't a vo- that was spirit that was intuition that was my that was my ma- that that was my magic talking to me um and we all have that we're just so programmed not to listen to it and to dismiss it as crazy or um coincidence or whatever um but anyway so yeah when i read that i was like I felt that. Then number four was the healer's mark. And it's these little lines under your pinky finger. Um, And it says um, the healer's mark. Four or more parallel lines on the bottom 
of the little finger is an indicator that this person is a powerful healer. It means that the barrier of the healer's mark has the great ability to touch the hearts of people and find ways to heal their scars, both emotional and physical. Today, these people are medical doctors, psychologists, and life coaches. They've chosen the path of healing in order to help others, either by profession or by hobby. We could say that these marks on our hands are like the metals of Mercury, Hermes, God of Communication and Healing. So it says four or five lines indicate a powerful healer. Six, seven lines indicate someone who is destined to become a healer. Eight and more show someone who have mastered in previous lives. And this is one and this one probably the art of healing. The more the lines, the more the gifts. Of course, to master the art of healing requires practice and to be a good listener. Like gold wise, like gold wise healers, you need to master the art of grounding and centering. And I felt that too, y'all. And the reason is because like my whole life, I've always. Like when I first heard, like when I first got light worker healer, uh, I got these cards pulled on me. Like, um, when was it? I don't remember. I have to look, but I want to say it was like in July or something. I went to my first like sound bath healing and, um, the lady who was doing it, um, she did a card reading for me. And, um, I, I think I talked about this on here. Um, one of them was, had to do with parents and that one I felt, uh, like I connected with immediately. And then the other one was light worker, healer, and mediumship. And I was like, eh, don't feel that. Like I was very afraid of it. I just didn't know how to take it. I didn't believe in it. Um, but after that, like I started making, um, like connecting the dots and everything in my life. And it made sense. I've always been a nurturer. I've always been a, and when I think I first saw that, I thought, uh, like I can heal people. Like that's what I thought. And no, being a healer doesn't mean you like put your hands on somebody. I mean, I, I'm sure that it can. Um, but it also just means like helping people heal through their hurt or through their being of service, like that kind of healing, making people feel better, whether that's by helping them or giving them words of confidence or, or being there for someone or lifting their spirits. That's healing. And that's what I feel like I was meant to do. And that's kind of what I've been. I've been a nurturer my whole life. Um, whenever it came to my mom, like having cancer, you know, I did all the research. I make sure I understood what the doctors were talking about. Like, I've just always been that person. Um, and so that was, I was like, wow, like got that one. And so anyways, I just, I wanted to talk about this because I want, I I want to be more comfortable in accepting my truths and what I believe to be true. And um, I don't know what I would call myself, but I know I would call myself fucking amazing. Like my soul, like I know I am. Um, and I still wish Erica would get on, on, on the boat with me and like ride this shit so that we could come together. And be the bad bitch that we're supposed to be but it's so hard when I still have feel like this resistance um and this that questions it and I know if I don't embrace this and truly embrace it and really because there's a part of me that doesn't believe it still because if there wasn't that part of me then 
I know things would be flowing so much faster and easier. And I would, um, this anxiety would leave me. And so, yeah, that's what's going on today on this Monday. <sighs> Happy Sunday. Today is March the 8th. 2020 it is 10:59 a.m. the what is it called the time change happened so it's 9:59 a.m. but i guess it's not it's 10:59 i'm just trying to find an excuse to say that i woke up early even though i didn't anyways i was getting on here because i just wanted to talk about this because I know sometimes my kids probably think that me and Andrew are, like, bipolar in our relationship. Because sometimes we're, like, super happy, and then other times we, like, it's not fun. For the most part, I think mostly it's happy. Um, but when it's not fun, it's really not fun. Um, because... Um, I think I'm really tolerant of Andrew, extremely tolerant, and, and sometimes I get pissed at myself for being so tolerant, um, because then I feel like it's just, like, I'm allowing him to be who he is, and, but I read something, like, without, uh, taking accountability for his actions and, and realizing that they're, that he's unnecessarily an asshole a lot, or in a bad mood. Um, but, um, I read this and I was like, that's, it, it helped me to reflect on it. And so it says, don't trust people whose feelings change with time. Trust people whose feelings remain the same, even when the time changes. And so that's where it's not like that I'm trying to let him or allow him to be an asshole. I definitely call him on his shit, which is why, like, when we are fighting, it can be a little intense because I'm like, I don't let down. Like, I don't stop. And he wants me to just stop, right? Like, because sometimes he'll just be unhappy. And I don't know if I touched on this in my other, um, in my other entries or whatever. But his birthday was last weekend. I rented a, a um an apartment in Dallas. I set up, like, this axe-throwing thing, this escape room thing. Um, we went out to eat with one of his, you know, lifelong friends. We went and had a beautiful dinner. Uh, you know, like, a three, $400 dinner. And, and to some, that might not be shit. Like, to some, that might not be, like, oh, that ain't shit. But I'm sorry, to me, that's, that's a blessing. Like, not a lot of people have $400 to just go put on one dinner. Or you know, $600, $700 to, to spend on a weekend, um, you know, renting a, an apartment and, and, and buying all these, like, you know, these activities. Um, a lot of people can't do that. And what a blessing that is that we can, um, and that we have the means without putting it on credit. Yeah, I'm sure we have other things we should put it on, but Andrew wanted to do something for his birthday, and I had it. I wanted to do that. And I shouldn't feel bad about doing that, and a lot of times I do. Um, but that's a whole nother issue. But 
you know, and he had a lot of times throughout the weekend, he had a fucking attitude and it would come from nowheres, like for no reason other than he was just frustrated with us. You know, like at the escape room, he's like, there's too many chiefs, not enough Indians. I'm going to stand back. And so he didn't even participate, which pissed me off because it's like, I'm like, let's just make it fun. Yes, it's a little high stress. And yes, we're, you know, I'm loud. I'm always going to be loud, but just enjoy it. Just go with it. That's my take on it. And he was an asshole. And so the weekend ended up like I had a good time, but it, it just kind of like set this like unnecessary, like. I don't know. And so all week, you know, and 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 it it came to blow Sunday because I was like, you don't even like you want to be an ass like he wants to be an asshole. Andrew switch turns on and off so quickly. He'll be a fucking asshole, piss everybody off. And then 30 minutes later, he'll be OK, like nothing happened. And he expects everyone around him to like just switch on and off like him. And I don't know that the kids pay too much attention to it. But that should affect, like, no, like, that's not okay. Like, I shouldn't have to fucking, oh, so now you don't want to be an asshole? Well, you done pissed me off, motherfucker, so fuck you. Like, now I'm going to be a bitch. And so that happened Sunday. It was really awkward. The right, I, I don't know if, I, I think I might have written about this in my journal and I didn't talk about it on here. So the ride home was awkward as fuck, but I slept all the way, so I don't give a fuck. But he was playing the music really fucking loud. He was hitting, like, fucking bumps. Like, I know he was doing that shit on purpose, but fuck you. Like, you had already put me to the point where I'm pissed, and he wanted to act like nothing nothing was had happened. And so that's how the week continued. And then I just kind of, like, I was like, you know what? I don't feel like fighting. Yesterday, we wanted to go to, like, this art fair and, um, so I was like, I had kind of like, we hadn't brought it up again. So we got dressed. We went to the art fair. It was really small. Um, then we, he wanted fried chicken. So we looked up this restaurant that we had never been to. And on the way there, Eric's gone this weekend. Eric went on a school field trip to San Antonio with, um, some leadership program or club he's part of. And so, um, it was like, he didn't let us know he was going until Wednesday and he needed $250. That was how much the trip was. And they were leaving Friday, coming back Sunday. And I was like, look, dude, I have to ask your dad, like, it would have been nice to have some like prior notice. That's, that's not $10. You know, I, I need to talk to your dad. So that day we came home, I said, Hey, Eric is invited to go on this field trip for, spring break this weekend with the school but he needs $250 and then he's gonna need about $100 you know to have in his pocket I don't like sending my kids without money just in case something happens and I know and I and and I have my own shit to work on like I realize he are like the 250 included his ticket to six flags food and other like whatever other things they were gonna do so all he really needed was probably, if even, $50 in his pocket just in case he wanted to buy something. Um, but my own childhood shit from never from never getting money um, for my parents and always like feeling like the kid who could never do anything because they never could get any money or uh, watching her friends eat while, while she didn't because she didn't have any money and she was too embarrassed to say and nobody offered... Um, so because of that, I always give my kids money 
Even my fucking daughter, who's about to be 22, I still give her money too fucking often. Which is probably why I don't have anything to show for. Because I keep on spending all my fucking money. But again, that's another fucking issue. Um, so, he said yes. And I was like, okay. So, he had been making remarks. Like, I don't know what we were talking about on the way to the restaurant. And it, it went back to... Um, the argument that I have with him constantly that what the fuck does he have to be unhappy about? Like, what a blessing. What an, like, you know, he was, he was bitching about Eric and that Eric doesn't do anything and that Eric's not doing, he's supposed to be doing his physical therapy on his shoulder that he had, um, surgery on. And is he doing anything about college? Has he been, and I'm like, hold on. Like, do you, like, I get, that Eric should be doing his physical therapy. I get, but at the end of the day, the only person that he's hurting is himself. The doctors have told him, and and I get it as parents, we should be there to tell them what they have to do. But at the end of the day, we want what's best for them. But when we argue such, and to some, it may not be a big deal, but to me, and people can say this is, like, I don't know, like Andrew says that the, the way, like saying this is is not, I don't know, like, he doesn't agree with it. But at the end of the day, Eric's going to be, he's 18. His life is his life. If he's choosing not to do that physical therapy and in the end have to deal with that pain, that's pain he's going to have to deal with. I'm telling him everything that he should do to avoid it. And I get it that at his age, he doesn't understand. He doesn't understand the consequences of it. And that a lot of parents would say that it's our job to impart, but they don't fucking listen anyways, did you? So you're sitting there as a parent, stressing yourself out, killing yourself when it makes not a bit of difference to your kid. And the only thing you do by doing that is causing a strain in your relationship with your child because your child sees you as you getting mad at them over something that is of not importance. So you're going to risk. This is what I told Andrew. You're going to risk ruining your relationship with your kid over something stupid. Something stupid that you think he's not doing. When when you sit back and step back and look at your child, we're fucking blessed. He makes good grades. He, yeah, he doesn't clean. Yeah, he doesn't pick up outside. But he's a good kid with a good heart. He can be a little disrespectful sometimes. And I, I get that it comes from a childish place and not truly understanding. And so I do try to talk to him about that. Um, But he's nothing like us. He's home every day. I don't have to worry about where he's at. Like all the things that matter to me, he nails. He's a good kid. So I don't understand why Andrew has to try to find something, some fault some reason to be aggravated um and so yesterday we were discussing this and he's like oh my kids you get you spoil them and give them whatever so they never come to me for anything like him going on the trip and I was like hold on I was like what are you even talking so I said so you have an issue with like what so you feel like your kids he's like no they don't come to me they don't call me they don't So what I realized is that he was really hurt about that. Like he feels like he doesn't have a relationship with his kids, that his kids don't call him for anything. They don't talk to him. And I always 
I, I know that there's truth to that. Definitely. They do always come to me. I go to Andrew, talk to him about it. And then I thought that we came to an agreement. We were able to do it. So we would do it for the kids and it was done. But apparently Andrew did it because I had already decided that it was okay. So he did it out of, I guess, like he thought he had to because I said it. And so I thought we were co-parenting when all this time he actually thought that <clears throat> his voice didn't matter. And so I was able to come to the conclusion that that's why he is the way he is. And so I was like, I couldn't believe that that's how he felt. And I told him, dude, like. You are an amazing father. You give look at the life your kids have. Your daughter's able to go to college in another town, you know, five hours away, living in an apartment, going to university, like things we dreamed of. And you were able to do that for her. Like, how could you even think that... You don't play a massive part in this family. It's because of your hard work that we are where we are, that we have what we have. Like, that's something that you should be proud of. And, and nobody, not one of, not, not me, not your kids, should have to, like, um... Like, validate for that for you. Look at what, like, your eyes should do that. And and that, I realized, was not truly loving yourself when you want others to show you, give you praise. Because when you love, when you, when you love yourself, when you know that you are doing your best, when you know that you've done the best that you can, or you're doing it from your heart, knowing that you don't do it for anything other than the love that you have for that other person. You don't need validation or recognition from anyone. And what I realized that Andrew is still just like I, he's still that little boy who was told by his uncles that he wasn't shit, that he was a bad kid, that he was a thief, even though he had never you know, there were things that happened in his childhood, um, like his aunt, who I hate to call her a thief, but because I myself have suffered from sticky fingers. Um, but one thing I can say is that um, I, I didn't steal. Well, I when I was little, I did take from my sister and I did take from my mom when I was a kid. Um, but I realized that that was not OK. Um but I also realized that I did that at a young age because I couldn't get anything. And the only way to get something was to either like take jewelry and trade it for clothes with somebody else. Not right. Not right. But lack of guidance that I didn't have. And, and I, I'm able to understand that now. But um, I never take from my family or friends or um, like stores. I was my sticky fingers, but I've never. And, and I, that's no justification. Neither one is OK. So anyways, let's not let's not get off course here but anyways his aunts always had sticky fingers like um about 10 or 15 years ago she had to do like nine months in state jail y'all not like not like county jail state jail she would take care of um older women and so she got a hold of an older lady's um credit card and charged on it 
And so the family, of course, charged her with, um, I don't know. I don't know what you call that. But so she did eight months in jail. But about 30 years ago, no, about 40, 35, 40 years ago, Andrew said he was about 12. So Andrew just turned 50. So a long time ago, she would clean her brother's house, who was a cop. And Andrew, after school, would go over there. And wait for her to finish cleaning and they would walk home together well apparently in the course of her cleaning this house one time um jewelry came up missing that belonged to andrew's uncle pete's wife and he made and andrew of course said he didn't do it his uncle pete made him do a lie detector test because he was a, he's a cop he's a, a sergeant or a detective i don't know what the fuck he is and Andrew passed, of course, but he has this thing with that uncle that he still holds a lot of resentment. That He doesn't really see him or, or anything, but he still, like, holds a lot of resentment. And I think that there's still that kid who was told he wasn't going to be shit. Like, that's not the only occasion with that happened then um when andrew was older he did sell drugs we're not gonna lie and he was i think 17 or 18 and he got busted with weed and he was arrested and he says he'll never forget that his uncle passed like when he was i guess in the holding cell and was like nodding his head oh my god you know what y'all i just made um, like, what do you call it? Like, I just put two, two together. Andrew does this thing that I can't fucking stand. And he shakes his head no. Like, when, when, like, if the kids do something or he doesn't like something. I don't even know if he's aware of it. That he shakes his head and it, it, I want to punch him in his fucking face. Because that's so condescending. Like, who the fuck do you think you are to judge anything? Like, nodding your head no. And I just realized that he said when, when his uncle passed. I'm going to have to bring this to his attention. But when his uncle passed. Like, his uncle did not. Um, did not acknowledge him at all. Passed by the cell or the holding tank looked at him and just nodded his head and walked off like fuck you like that's some bullshit but i get it though why he is the way like because he that little kid or that child who was told or made to feel like he wasn't shit that stays with you so i get that and so you know i mentioned that and he was like but i do he's like that does affect me i can't stand him and i was like yeah but do you not see all that shit even though it didn't matter fuck him it should never matter what somebody else says about you but i get that that he was your uncle and and you were a kid but that shit ain't real and look at who you are now like fuck what, what he said doesn't matter and so he was he, he started crying but i think we had another breakthrough and so when I read that, I was like, yeah, motherfucker, you're so lucky that I do. I know what a good man. I know his heart. I know it. Um, 
and I love him, but it's really hard when he gets in these moods and doesn't even realize it's become part of his personality. And the thing that he doesn't understand is you don't have to stay who you are. We can change. Um, it doesn't matter how old we are. We can learn to be better people. We can learn to heal from our shit. And I hope that that's what he's on the... He doesn't... Sometimes he likes to shut me off because he, he gets tired. He thinks I'm just trying to tell him what to do. That I'm trying to tell him how to feel. And even though I tell him, baby, I found this gift. Like, I, I am here to help people. Like, to... And, and and I hate to say heal, um, but that is what it does when you're able to sit back and reflect on your life and look at maybe why you are the way you are about things. You can heal and you can realize that you've been programmed, not not even consciously, but almost unconsciously um, to believe that who we are is because of where we came from or we that's how my mom was that's how my dad was that's how it was so that's the way I am not realizing that that ain't got shit to do with genetics that has to do with generational trauma and that's how they were raised so they raised us that way and we can stop that shit you don't have to continue that shit you don't have to keep on being the same person that you were yesterday you truly can change and so yeah boy that was my PSA for today. We can. It's not easy, bitches. It's not fucking easy. It's still hard for me daily. I have to remind myself. But it's possible. It's possible. So, yeah. I don't know what the point was. Oh, yeah. The point was is to find you somebody. That's what the point was, right? It was, oh, to find you somebody whose feelings are not going to change with time. Find you somebody whose feelings are going to remain the same even when the time changes. And Andrew's a lucky motherfucker to have found me. I mean, I'm just going to toot my own horn. Toot toot. (laughs) Happy Sunday.